And I think we're live. Good morning. Good morning. Sabah, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, I think if I'm correct, it is episode 53. Uh, sat well, actually, you know, happy New Year's to everybody. Hopefully you guys are doing great. I realize it's the ninth and I, I know uh, last Saturday was supposed to be our first uh, live stream of the year. Uh, but I, I decided to actually, since I didn't take any time off during Christmas and uh, New Year's, I decided to just take that weekend and kind of just spend it with the family. And it was actually nice. It was it was kind of cool. I did miss you guys a lot, of course. And that was partially because, uh, you know, as you can imagine, I've gotten uh, very much um, <laughs> the best way to describe it. I, I've gotten in the habit of basically Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm getting ready for a live stream, you know, hanging out with you guys and we're kicking it and just talking about what's going on. Um, this week has been a busy one. This one for sure has been a busy one. I do have uh, potatoes and herb. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Yay. Um, and um, there's a lot of things going on. Hold on. Let me grab uh, my right there. Grab my phone and tweet it out. Uh, good morning, Rolando. Hey, man. How you doing? Everybody's jumping in. Uh, Jeff J. In the morning. Yes, <laughs> we are back. Um, it's been interesting. So it, it is the ninth. Uh, we are on the weekend uh, where typically I would be in Vegas. Typically, this is the time I'm generally driving or on my way going into Vegas to start basically going the, I would say the routine or the not the routine, but like the the process that Vegas is or CES 2021. Uh, so for me, th those are typically where I am right now. And I typically would be uh, either hanging out with Juan Carlos or, you know, Joshua Vergara or some of the other creators. And uh, we basically would be, you know, setting it up, uh, setting up shop. Basically, that's the best way to say it. Today is generally the setup uh, setup day. You get in there, and then there'll be some uh, pre briefings and so on. And uh, good morning, good morning, Sabaho, everybody. And uh, it'll be one of those things that you kind of um, you start basically setting up the week. You figure out exactly, uh, you know, your your base station, and I would say uh, you go in, and it starts tonight. Tomorrow night would uh, generally be the opening house of CES, where there's like basically kind of a, a get together of all media that would be will be covering the event. Uh, Sabaho, Sabaho, Mark, and. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's surreal having to basically see that a lot of my stuff is going to be online. Uh, a lot of my meetings are online, and it, it's a big part of that. Is um, it, it, the short answer of, for me the difference? And I'll say this, and I think I covered it before with, with Juan Carlos on our uh, best of our week uh, the podcast. Is the um, the fact that we're missing the tactile part of this, right? Uh, typically, when we see uh, CES, when we go to CES, and the, the coverage that you guys usually get from us during these times are typical of hands-on, first-person, uh, right on the show floor, exactly how it feels with the tech, the, the new technologies and stuff. And I think, um, Ayush, good morning. Good morning, man. Uh, and typical to what we see this time, we're going to be seeing slightly different experiences the same now i did notice that there's a few creators at least i want to say Erebon and the uh and the unlocker um were able to get some hands-on with some uh samsung like the refrigerator some of their tvs and stuff and i'm assuming they had a showcase in new york which i think is a very good thing um but in la at least i wasn't aware of any of them uh greg hey man good morning um and then um, I also saw somebody actually from The Verge uh, flying into CES, which I was kind of surprised. I wasn't sure if there was anything physically happening, but maybe there are some things for for news outlets. The Verge obviously is a much bigger uh, type of an experience, and some people may still be coming in and traveling in Vegas and still having meetings uh, pre-CES. Uh, but with that being said, 
I am excited to see what's going to come out next week. I've been part of a few meetings that I can say, and it's been interesting. Uh, there's a lot of cool things coming up, so definitely uh, keep it tuned in. Um, also, I'm also interested to see what, you know, some of the bigger companies that we have. Obviously, Samsung is going to be coming out right after CES. So if you're not familiar with this, uh, Samsung on Friday, I want to say the, fr- you know, actually, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, I actually, I'm right. Friday the 13th, uh, sorry, Friday the 15th. Um, Samsung is going to be announcing or taking the uh, the covers off of uh, the S21 line of devices. So essentially, what we all have been thinking, um, it cannot be has it cannot has, well. I can't believe that it it's been a year since the S20 came out, and the reality it hasn't. The S20 and the S21 announcement is actually 11 months apart because Samsung actually moved up their launch event in. I think if, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out the, uh, you know, best of our week live stream with Juan Carlos, I think Juan Carlos had a very good point that I felt like uh, maybe I missed initially because I was thinking like maybe they just wanted to move it up because there was nobody that's going to be in San Francisco next month. But I guess what's happening is the announcement that Xiaomi hit came out with the Mi 11 in the Asian market. Uh, hey, Mark. Uh, oh, I found. Uh, oh, Greg found the droid cam to work. Um yeah, and you know, actually, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo uh, is also kind of covering this. So, and even with the online shows, uh, they have an embargo. We can't talk about them until after hours and meetings and so on. So it is. It's a very interesting um, approach, I would say, into how the announcements are being made. Um, but the the, the, stand, the the Galaxy line of devices, which I think we, it's been 11 months, Xiaomi's release of the Mi 11, I think, pushed the um brought up the ante on on samsung saying hey we released the first 888 chipset you didn't have that on uh, that announcement they not only announced it they announced it in 2020 not even in 2020 weirdly we'll start shipping out next week in the asian markets for the uh, for the mi 11 which features the 888 where samsung is announcing their 888 uh, device next month next week and then of course uh they'll be able to basically hopefully ship it by the beginning of february typical to the way samsung is they could be faster i don't know if samsung's trying to go even faster on this uh, but the reality of the matter is we're anticipating expensive phones uh, possibly possibly different combinations and different uh, in materials the biggest thing that i actually f- was very interested about was um I mean, I expect the price of the S21 to be more. There's no question about that. Uh, we're, we're seeing when we pretty much almost 100% know that there is going to be a case accessory with a pen input for the S20 line of the S21 line, which enables us to have pen-like input. And what I mean by it, pen like like these, this type of pen, a thicker, longer pen, not necessarily uh, an S Pen style, not the same size as an S Pen. And of course, this is going to be part of uh, an accessory case, kind of like how LG did it in 2020, uh, 2020, which I felt like was the right, sorry, was the right way to do it. Uh, Greg is almost ready to stream. And um, the Ace, okay, so uh, Mark saying that the Samsung A72 will be um, it will be also announced uh, at CES. I'm not sure if they usually announce the A series. I think this is going to be, if if nothing else, um, Mark. I think the A series typically will probably pick up around uh, you know MWC, but that was kind of pushed back, so they may even have their own announcement. Uh, but typically, I think if they're announcing the S line on Friday, they wouldn't they wouldn't undercut their their announcement on Friday on a on a CES launch. I think uh, Samsung, for the most part, wanted to be literally one day out of CES so that where the the buzz of the online community, everything is running around, and they want to basically drop in all of that stuff with the S twenty line, um, S twenty one line. So we'll have to see. But I would be interested to see what they do with the uh, with the A seventy two. Uh, especially with the new Snapdragon, at least the 480, I think. If I don't know if the 480 would be, end up being there or maybe the new 7 series. Um, 
But what they, I'm, I'm surprised to see is that the materials, at least that they're choosing to use, they're they're using the same methodology they did with the Note line. That's a concern for me because what they're doing is the S21 and the S21 Plus will have a plastic back. Although a good material, nothing's wrong with it. Um, I don't switch of material will cause a cost reduction. It's a pure cost savings on their end, not on our end. It's a very different situation. Uh, the charging uh, brick is probably not going to be included, which for the most part we've seen that confirmed. Uh, and it goes back to the whole situation. Again, uh, we are now having to pay a little bit more money as typically it is inclined. You know, it goes up a little bit every year. Um, and then now they're piecemealing the experience, which I feel like that would have made sense if you ran it as, look, if you want to get a phone that has everything that you want, it's 1200 bucks. But if you want to get the base phone by itself, that would be $1,000. And then you can add accessories to get yourself up to that $1,200 experience. I understand that. But if you're selling the phone at twelve hundred and then adding all those extra accessories on it, that you know twelve hundred bucks for an S twenty Ultra, S twenty one Ultra with the X three case and so on, it's going to be basically, literally, I mean, just uh, one of those worst things you could do. Um, we'll have to see what they do. Uh, <laughs> Chemi's in the comments. He's like, finally, finally, we've, we, I'm getting my notification. And I know it, it's weird. Um, it's, YouTube is sometimes is very interesting in, in their notifications. Like for me, sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. Um, my tech reviewer, uh, Ronaldo, saying is Samsung will be announcing a smart home device, TV, et cetera, on TES. That's tip so typical to what we normally see here is that the, the biggest kicker that we always see at CES. Uh, Matt Tyler's in the chat. Everybody say hi to Matt. Um, so typically what we see is TVs, right? Home uh, home automation, home to uh, basically uh, smart speakers. Uh, I think Samsung generally uh, you know, shows off some of our home-based uh, base business. We typically don't see mobile at CES from Samsung. That's how it's always been because they separated themselves. And remember, we kind of used to see the announcement of the S20 line of devices around MWC, and then, then they moved it a little bit earlier to be in February, so separating it from MWC. And then they also kind of did it again. Now they're bringing it closer to CES, but still not in CES. So the goal is it's happening next week. It's on a Friday. Uh, I'm, for the most part, pretty sure that launch event of, of that magnitude, especially the S line, the, their most popular line of devices, uh, will have to be something that we have to check out. Uh, one thing I would definitely say is I am... I'm not going to lie that I'm not, I'm not excited to see what they announce because there's always going to be, you know, the leaks and rumors and all of that stuff never never covers everything for what they have. There'll always be that one plus kind of thing or something in there, not one plus. Um, or surprisingly, before we go too far, I do want to mention that the one plus N10. Um, good morning, everybody. Uh, so uh, one plus N10 uh, 5G is officially available in the U.S. The one plus did bring in Nord, and I like to call it the Nord by one plus into the U.S. market, which is very nice. I pushed out a video this Monday for you guys um, talking about the differences about the N10 5G for the U.S. as opposed to what you see in the European market or any other market, because they're not exactly the same. There's a lot of similarities, but there's some differences specifically made for the U.S. outside of just band support. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out, let me know. Um, Sean Pfeiffer is in the comment. Hey, man, good morning, man. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see how it's going up oh man everybody's jumping in so pixel oh wow okay mark you're throwing some uh some sh some really big shade here no i mean typically if you really think about it um from a spec point of reference if we really talk about it here the pixel 4 xl technically is more powerful than the pixel 5 that makes sense the pixel 5 is a mid-range processor at 765 and the 755 is actually pretty pretty decent and again with the processing power that we have here um 
Donald Lacino, hey man, good afternoon. Uh, well, New Jersey, <laughs> hey man. Uh, so East Coast, West Coast, covering everything, man. Um, how do you? I, I like this question. How do you trim your beard very carefully? Uh, no. Um, so first foremost, this is actually. I don't know if you guys noticed. I changed uh, a little bit of uh, the way that the beard looks like. I actually shaved all of the sides part of it. So now it's pretty much just a goatee. Um, so for the most part, it, it literally is just the side hair that grows down, and it for the most there's nothing behind it. So it just literally sits, grows down, and then it does the shape that my shape of the head with the glasses and everything like that does that typical by itself. Um, back uh triple back that fuse is not available on my android 11. um first question there's a lot of information that's missing from from there i want to say first geeky and see how are you um there's a couple of things i would probably say first you need to find out if uh what version of android 11 that you're running if you're running a custom rom stock rom and so on but i also would recommend uh basically trying to see what's are, have you tried activating it correctly and going from there but unfortunately the live stream is sadly not the right i would probably not say that the live stream is the right place to try to troubleshoot uh, I would definitely recommend it. Check your version of device and ROM um, over on XD experiencing the same problem. If it is a custom ROM, though, typically there may be some things turned on there or turned off that you need to start to customize there. Uh, okay, it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, look at that from Portugal, Portugal, uh, Xperia one II or Xperia five II. two different phones, man. Um, if you're, if you're a gamer, I would probably go with the five II. If you're not, and you just want to enjoy content a lot more, I would go with the one. That's pretty much the major difference between the two. They share very similar technology when it comes to the, not similar. They share the exact camera specs when it comes from the front facing, back facing camera applications, all of the stuff, shortcut buttons and everything else. It's literally just content consumption, a beautiful display, that type of experience and gaming because that's where you get the 120 hertz. Simple, easy question. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes I wish some of these some questions would be that easy. Um, but yeah, so short answer is it. it it is again. It's going to be an announcement. It's going to be major. Obviously, a lot of people will be covering it. Um, the one other thing that I also noticed is that it seems like they're moving away from curved displays, and they could be basically we're going to be getting flat displays all across, which is actually not a bad deal. So if we look at it here with the uh, with the Redmi Note 9T, which by the way, favorite feature ever. Let me just see if we can get him to focus. Favorite feature ever is lock screen wallpapers, uh, sorry, live wallpaper lock screens. That's, they. we need to have this on every single OEM because there's just no reason for it not to be there. Static images are great, uh, but there is one thing if I felt like any other OEM wants to copy from other people, copy this. MIUI 12 brought this to almost every device that will have MIUI, so either Redmi or it's just a regular Xiaomi device, so we know the Mi 11 will have it. But I think this is something that has always, for me, uh, been one of the things that I always made me feel like Samsung had like kind of a, a monopoly on it. So ever since TouchWiz and when we started going into One UI, lock screen wallpapers have always been a thing. So for me, you guys know this, I always run it. So if I'm running it here, let's show it. Like, let me see here. Let me open it up. So I actually have it on my lock screen, even on the Galaxy Z Fold. So, so Z Fold 2, what are those Galaxy Fold 2? So short answer, that needs to happen. 
Uh, we'll see what happens. And I think uh, Xiaomi is definitely giving Samsung a run for its money a little bit uh, because it's offering the first Snapdragon 888 for literally about 600 to 700 bucks, which for the most part, I'm willing to almost put some money on at this point, that Samsung will not have a phone come out at the S9 of launch devices anywhere close to 700. I think if anything at the most, at the cheapest, maybe 900, but I don't think they'll go anything below that because last year, if I'm not mistaken, I think the S20 was 999 and it went to... Um, higher and up and up to the S20 Ultra. So we'll have to see. Um, so here, actually, this is a great question. So Sean Pfeiffer is asking, is it, uh, I think I think curved displays are beautiful. Why don't some people like them? So here's the difference. The, the, the it depends on the, the aesthetics and what you like. Obviously, there's going to be the, uh, there's always going to be two camps, right? There's always going to be the I like it and the camp that he, I don't like it. And it's not, a, for me, it's not a camp of not liking it or liking it. It's more of just functionality. Curved displays look great, but they tend to basically provide ghost touching when you're playing games, when you're trying to be a little bit more, like if you're trying to play uh, on a device that has a high refresh rate or fast response, you'd never want to have a compromise issue where you're false touching it because the way your hand is sitting on the display or where you are, where, you, where you're on. Aesthetically though, they look absolutely fantastic. I think Huawei does a really good job of doing that waterfall. Xiaomi did also some a couple of, a couple of good ones as well. And we saw a trend of every device come out with a curved display. Now, some people don't you know prefer the flat display because reality when you're looking at it your tv if anything else you don't go out and buy a tv that's curved on the outer side if anything the curvature is towards you so that curvature on the other side when a product or an item kind of goes off the display it kind of curves away again i'm not trying to justify saying that the flat display is better it's a personal choice why did Samsung, after so many years of bringing in the curved display, decide to go back? That's also an interesting conversation because they're the reason why most of us have curved displays. They started with the Note line. They started with the S line. And it was their biggest selling point of having a symmetrical you know, front and back curved display. So a curved backing. So what we have with most smartphones is that we'll have a curved on the side with the casing, right, or the back. The display doesn't necessarily have to have it because you're holding it. And as long as you have a decent hold on it, it feels good. And if you're not generating ghost touches on it, it actually makes it for a much better experience. Uh, but I know OnePlus suffered from some of those ghost touches in the past, as well as some of the other devices on the market. So maybe Samsung's trying to minimize the amount of ghost touching so that it improves the user experience, especially since what we're seeing essentially is that we're going to be able to get 1080p, uh, sorry, QHD with 120 hertz this year, which last year seemed to be almost a, a no reason for it not to happen because uh, both Oppo and OnePlus proved to us that a QHD 120 hertz display should be should be for everybody. Uh, and of course, yeah, uh, Joe has another one. And I use screen protector as well. And flat displays are easier, cheaper to get uh, to get them on there. All functionality curved looks beautiful for sure, though. Uh, and I, you know, I'm I'm with you. I um, I think it's one of those things you have to. It's a personal preference. Um, Nif Nif, I, I want to say uh, 2005 says I like curved displays. Just a certain type. I like the sharper curve of the S10 and the S20 and the OnePlus 8 Pro, uh, the Oppo Find X2 Pro as well. Uh, but I don't like the ones when we see it on the OnePlus 7 Pro. So that was the other thing. The 7 Pro is that one that I was referring to that had. Uh, a major concern with the with the ghost touching. That was actually a very big part of a lot of people reporting it. Um, but uh, definitely the 8 and the 8 Pro have fixed that. It's not as pronounced. And of course, you know, if Samsung wants to leave it and wants to move on to something else, I don't think I, I, there's an issue there. Um, let me double check here. So I thought that the Xiaomi, the, the Xiaomi 10T was the latest smartphone. Uh, the one you are speaking about, um, isn't it an older model? Uh, so the Mi 10 is the, so here, uh, 
when we're talking about flagships and, and smartphones and releases, yes, Xiaomi releases too many phones for us to keep track of exactly which one it is. The latest phone that Xiaomi released is the Xiaomi Redmi Note 9T. That was done literally yesterday. So that's the Xiaomi Note 9T and the Xiaomi Note, uh, the Xiaomi Note, wait, the Xiaomi 9, the Note 9T and the Note and the Xiaomi, sorry, the Redmi. This is where you get it. So the Redmi Note 9T and the Redmi 9T, those are the two launched yesterday. Uh, the, the Xiaomi 10T that you're referring to, and there's also the 10i, which is all, like the latest one. Those are, if for, for, for the sake of kind of continuation of the 10 line, the 11 that was announced at the end of December is the new series of devices. So when you start seeing 11 Pro, 11 T, 11 11i, those are going to be the ones, by the way, the 11i will be funny to see because it looks like it's actually the 1130. Uh, anyways. Uh, it's going to be those, those are going to be the newer ones that we're talking about. Uh, Shuria Gaming is saying, love from India. Good morning, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, good evening. Um, and I think we'll, we'll have to see basically how things, uh, for that, oh, where's everyone from? Uh, more than likely across the world. So we got East Coast, West Coast, we got India. And of course, uh, we have, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, I'm not sure if Mark is in Lebanon. Yep. Uh, so Mark is also very, very near there. Uh, in Lebanon, the PS5 costs $1,450. That is not surprised. So here's the weird thing. I'm not surprised that it's $1,450. It's, it's, it's highway robbery for it to be that much. That much. Uh, but the, the reality is also the uh, Lebanon is a very weird, Lebanon is in a very weird situation right now where Things are just ridiculously overpriced, and it's basically just just a whole bunch of things going on there. I, I can't really even say. Uh, oh, Neef uh, two thousand five is from Belgium. See, we got it covered. We got it everywhere else. Uh, Voice is doing better, actually. Thank you for asking, Greg. Uh, sad on Thursday. Uh, on, on Thursday, if I don't know if you guys had a chance to catch the show, um, I I hit a, a certain wall with. Um, I think I overexerted myself, and I think. Uh, here oh bloomington indiana definitely yeah uh definitely uh and please yeah if you guys can please keep it uh keep it pg please uh there's no reason for us to say anything um any kind of concerns any words that don't need to be said it is definitely a family show here we like to keep it pg for everybody um so the lebanon is a weird thing and i, I think overall <laughs> uh my voice uh the shoot you got on the Note 90 are smashing TK. Appreciate it. Solid device. Absolutely. Actually, I'm I'm really surprised what the 800U, uh, the MediaTek Dimensity 800. This is my first experience with the 800U chipset from MediaTek. I've heard, and I'm, I can't wait to even try it out the the one the MediaTek 1000. That's even their higher end model. Um, but Thursday night, my uh, what happened that day is I had um, I recorded three videos in the morning. I had a live stream with Joshua Vergara. We were doing the podcast for uh, Pocket Now, and then of course we had our live stream with Juan Carlos and myself at the end of the day. And just imagine all of that and the consistent going on every week. This week I actually produced a lot of videos, which is uh, it, not typical for me as I generally generate videos. But this week I had a lot of things to cover, and. It was getting bad. Like by the end of the stream, you guys could hear literally the uh, like the raspiness. The the like I feel like the voice was about to go. So I literally just tried to stay as quiet as I could for all of yesterday. It seems like it's doing good, uh, and I'll for the rest of the week and after this after the show, I'll probably be just keeping it um, as as quiet as possible. But to get bring it back to the uh, 
the Men City and the Redmi Note 90. Um, if you guys have any specific questions on it, please let me know. But yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, the camera, the camera on the front is decent. I did take a portrait shot on both the front and the back, but the back one performs definitely a lot better. So for me, even though it technically really has a single shooter in the back, the 30, the 48 megapixel, it does a, a decent job. 4K 30 looked pretty good on it, as well as the other uh, options I've taken images with it, which for me when it comes to a phone and the experience that you get out of it you want to be able to get decent pictures you want to be able to get it at a decent price and make sure you get the features that you want so the ir blaster the remote control the headphone jack the stereo speakers the large display large battery all of those things always 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 make sense and i think xiaomi right now if you guys if you're thinking about it um i think the early bird is 199 for the entry model which is the 4120 so the 464 now keep in mind both will have expandable storage and if you want to go up to the 128 it's i think 100 uh, about 50 bucks more and you're able to get the 128 now uh for 250 euros and they're available through their european uh era this is this is a global model. This actually is not the uh, Asian specific. This is a global model of the Note 90. Um, so as far as the launch event, they just announced it. I think if, not, if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it'll be coming hopefully to India in the near future. They haven't announced anything as far as India specific. This is the global model. So for the most part, it should work in India uh, for Rohan, uh, but uh, it, it, we'll have to see how it comes up. It, I, my goal is, will, uh, it, will it come to India the exact same way or will they change it? Uh, and the reason why I said this is that the Redmi 90 comes with a Snapdragon processor where the Redmi Note 90 comes with a, a MediaTek processor. Although I feel like the MediaTek processor definitely will perform a little bit better. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Rohan, if you don't mind, we don't want, we don't need to... Uh, I pre, uh, we don't want to we don't want to spam the, the, the chat if you don't mind, if you don't mind. But, uh, but uh, Mark, wow. That is a long time, Mark. Man, I appreciate that. Allah uh, khaliq. Well, thank you. Uh, so uh, for for Mark, so he was around with us, hanging out with the with the team ever since uh, when I when the channel had uh, forty thousand subscribers, which we are uh, definitely quite a quite a bit away from that. Thank you. Thanks to all of you, of course. And um, <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, it's one of those things that we we need to keep keep an eye on. Um, Oh, Sean used to, so he still uh, used to live by, oh, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin the Tech Ninja um, in in, the, in Michigan. So yeah, no, man, everybody's in a different place. But here, oh, so Vince is from El Paso here. TK uh, talked a little bit more about that uh, Mobvoi treadmill. I'm considering that one. Looks pretty useful. So that was the other video that I did this week. Um, so I, I, I don't know if you guys know, I, I love running. It's a thing that I've, it, well, it's not a thing. It's actually a big part of my life. Uh, I've... I've enjoyed running ever since my childhood, but I've enjoyed running outside and actually doing it as a consistent thing weekly ever since my early 20s. So for me, running is it's almost as as in, um, I would say, um, just the feeling like when you have to do something. If you don't do it for so long, you start missing it. And that's how it feels. Um, so for me, running, indoor running, outdoor running is always going to be a benefit. Uh, but I've been using treadmills for quite some time. And uh, I don't know if you guys know, Mobvoi as a company does make a treadmill, which I was surprised to find out. They got into the treadmill business. And uh, the goal that I wanted to share with you guys is that, what you know, how, do, how does their version of a treadmill work? The pricing, obviously, there was a coupon there as well for a 10% off if you guys are interested to check it out. Uh, but for me, it was actually a very nice uh, addition to my home gym uh, you know, experience. I did have a different treadmill that I was using, and I like the treadmill from Mobvoi a little bit better because of the, the setup configuration, the built-in Bluetooth speaker. Uh, it's a little bit thinner and actually very nice and compact. Um, 
works really nice uh it does actually go all the way up to 7.5 miles for speed if you guys are runners uh and of course uh all the way up to four miles uh, well, sorry four kilometers an hour if you do it in walking mode which is roughly about three two to three miles uh as far as speed so normal basically i would say that speed three the three mile an hour is what you'll probably get so both running walking in the office uh in a studio anywhere small space area it works great um, and I'm very happy with it. So I'm very happy and thankful that Mavoy allowed me to check it out. Uh, the one thing I probably would say is uh, if there was anything that could, they could have done a little bit more for me was have a maybe an app integration. Their watches and headphones have integrations to, uh, to the Mavoy app, which used to be the TechWatch app. And I felt like the treadmill was missing that one feature. But I guess depending on the price point, it's also not exactly the most expensive one. So if you're looking for one and you need something to do walking or running on it at a decent price, I think the Mavoy one is very nice. And it comes literally almost 95, 96% assembled. The arm rests are the only thing that you would need to add if you want to use them. Um, and of course, the phone holder, which you'll have to just attach at the top. Um, Dude, I appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, definitely I'm looking forward to seeing your, your new streams. We saw that test. I saw the test run that you did on YouTube uh, after the after the fact. So I didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, and uh, let's see here. So uh, I appreciate it, Vincent. And um, Vince. And uh, the, so the other thing that I wanted to kind of cover for you guys was, so I've had the phone for about a week. That was the the experience that I wanted to kind of give you guys. Um, and I've had it and I've had my SIM card in it and I'm using it. And as, as a device, I was actually interested to see just exactly what Xiaomi can do or in the, in the Redmi line. This is typically what we see from Redmi. Redmi are typically more affordable and literally basically more bang for the buck. That's the This is the type of experience. Not to say that Xiaomi is not known for that, but this is at a different price point. Um, so overall, I think the performance on it, it definitely is indicative of the pricing. So if you think of it as, an, as a budget device, there's going to be some compromises. And when I, see it, when I say that, I mean, um, there's a single lens primarily on the back. There's no wide angle lens. There's no telephoto lens. We're looking at a macro lens and a depth sensor with a 48 megapixel sensor on the back. The cameras on the back definitely perform a lot better than the camera on the front. You get up to 4K 30, obviously, on that. That's the main sensor. So as long as you're comfortable doing the whole looking at the phone from the back and centering yourself with practice, of course, um, audio video will definitely look really good. I did get a chance to get in uh, some gaming on this as well with PUBG and, of course, uh, Call of Duty Mobile just to kind of get a couple of games. Uh, they do have some preloaded games from Xiaomi, but those are the generally the free ones. The the I would not necessarily bloatware, but like the package of how Xiaomi does their devices. There's typically few games in there, and they're in there. Um, no word as far as when we're getting uh, the uh, the Android 11 update to this. At this point, it's releasing with Android 10.0. It still is, again, keep in mind, this is MIUI 12 based on 10. So it still has a lot of the MIUI features that you look for. Um, Josh Quinones is in the comment. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> I'm on your side. At oh, dude, welcome to LA this time. Hey, dude, love it. Um, Josh and I, speaking of Samsung and stuff like that, so Josh and I met at a Samsung launch event with the S10 line of devices in San Francisco. And it has been now about a couple of years now, right? In 20, 2019 is when Josh and I met. And we've been friends since. Um, Jao, oh, Jao uh, uh, Menino, Menino, sorry, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh, so it's a very easy process to do this. And, and seriously, I, I wish, uh, and actually, 
I've done videos on it. If you want to see how it is, if you want to check out the channel, just look to search for TK Bay and lock screen wallpaper. Uh, but the short answer essentially is it's a game. So for this one specifically, this is a based out of the DB legend uh, game that's basically available for anybody to download on their Android uh, device, or I, I don't know if it's available on iOS. And this is the character profile for the character that you want. So there's Goku, there's different versions of it, and there are different characters. And all I ended up doing was I did a recording, a screen recording of the character profile, and I trimmed it so that it only shows me the effect, that little effect of the looping video that it offers. And then when I did that, I just applied that as a lock screen. But the problem is you have to have a phone that supports it. Currently, uh, lock screen replacement uh, lock screen replacement apps don't generally work well that support this. And the reason I say this is it's not typically it's it's intended to basically launch after the lock screen. So the way they use it or the way the other um, I'd say aftermarket lock screen replacement apps, they typically use the intent or the initiation of the function of the lock screen showing up on your screen, and then they trigger their their service on top of it. The problem with that is there's always going to be a delay depending on what your device is doing, if it's in deep sleep, if it's just literally put to sleep or not. But if you if you have a device that supports it, if you and what I mean by that is lock screen video wallpaper, like Samsung devices and Xiaomi devices with MIUI 12 on them, uh, this is simple. You just apply the video as your lock screen, and now you have it there. Uh, and you can customize it too, because you can have the lock screen with the video on different than the home screen, and you'll still get that same experience. It's really, really nice. Uh, and I've done this with literally almost all of my devices. Now, previously, I used to have different ones done uh, or different captures, but now with DB Legends, they, they're so good. There's really no reason to try to even go around it. Um, I'm going to flat. Okay, good. So Greg's probably going to be coming up and do a live stream. Is it going to be a live stream, Greg, or is it going to be just flashing it and then talking about it later? Um, Sean Pfeiffer's like been with you, TK, and we, uh, since we did the giveaway together uh, way back in the day. Oh, man. Yes, yes, with Marshall. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to moderate for the Exposed Framework community on Google with Marshall. I, dude, that Exposed. I, I really wish one of these days I'm able to bring back the exposed modules, exposed Tuesdays, but I feel like there's not enough. A lot, a lot of people are still very big in the in the in the new modules and stuff like that. And support for devices are they're a little bit offset. When what I mean by that is that they're not as up to date. So I it's it's something that I have to figure out if there's there's even a bigger demand for it. And maybe I'll run a poll on Twitter at some point. Um, been in LA all week and we'll be here till Tuesday, man. Good. Are you? I'm hoping. I'm. I'm hoping you're on vacation, relaxing before the craziness of next week. Um, but yeah, Josh and Josh and I go way back, way back, and he's a really, really cool guy. You guys need to check it out if you haven't had to, haven't had a chance to. Uh, great. Does a lot of good content. And um, he also uh, took some uh, some adventures and actually tried uh, using his uh, trying using an iPhone, a 12 Pro Max. Um, I know he's an Android user, but converting and trying to use it over. But uh, the really, really nice thing is for the longest time, he produced his channel on a Samsung device. All of his videos were shot, edited, and produced from his phone. And he did it for quite some time. So I'm really happy. And I think you upgraded to the XV1 now, uh, ZV1, uh, I want to say, the Sony ZV1. Uh, <laughs> support is getting it is it is a little bit harder that's the, the the biggest thing with with exposed it it kind of lost some of its fizzle which i'm not sure why uh, other than just because of rooting becoming a little bit harder um do you think that the poco x3 is good um 
I think the Poco X3 for sure. Yeah, the X series is always very nice. You have the uh, the F the F series, the X series, and then the M series. The M series is pretty decent. The X series is actually very nice. Uh, and an X, if, I don't know if you also have the model that has NFC. Uh, that one works even better. And I think that's the European model that I was able to check out. Definitely very nice. Um, so here's an interesting question. So what music genre band artist do you usually like to listen to? Mine is Queen. Um, so mine is a very, uh, I would say, diverse because I, as you guys know, so first for, for backup, a little bit of information, I was born in Lebanon, so I speak obviously Arabic. I also speak French and I speak English and my German and Spanish are not the best. But again, there's a few extra languages in there. So typically the music that I listen to is indicative of the cultures that I'm part of. Uh, so I do listen to English primarily, uh, but from a, for, for me, kind of a, like a actually trance, dance, EDM are pretty much hardcore. Arabic, uh, German, French, uh, anything that has a good beat, anything that has a good melody to it, even if it's not a, a language that I understand, I'm a fan of. Uh, but Arabic typically is what I like to listen to also for the melodic side. Uh, and of course, English pop, uh, rock, uh, basically hip hop and general themes. Nothing specific that always gets me, but if there's one consistent theme across my life, it would have to be trance. So for me, it's trance, maybe go at trance a little bit uh, as it's generally what I listen to when I run. So it's an energy inducing type of, you know, it keeps the, the heart pumping kind of, that's the best way to describe it. So hopefully that that kind of gives you a little bit of it. Um, I want to... I want to draw uh, <laughs> uh Pikachu, you're being funny. Uh Matt Matt's in there as well. Uh I I do, yes. I well, so what happened is the reality of the matter is obviously I'm I'm making up for two weeks worth of streams, right? Also, I introduced the straw. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and we have Vegeta this time. Um it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, actually, I would be interested. Hey, Andrew's in the comment. Um, Senor Fat Produce is in the comments. Uh, I'm having a Bloody Mary while I tune in. Uh, to set the mood, I am having a... Um, I'm not sure what this is. It's a Mayo. It's one of those Mayo water drink mixers, but I don't know which one it is. Uh, so um, Sajid was asking, "Is did you have any problems with X3? Uh, the, and... For me, no. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because I'm not using it right now. Right now, I'm actually just with the uh, Redmi. Um, I want to say, to my recollection, I don't remember having any problems with the X3 NFC. I think overall it was a very well-rounded device. Uh, as a, as a smartphone for the features that you got out of it, I think it was pretty good. Uh, but I did have the European model. I didn't have obviously. There's no US model. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of model issues, uh, but I, I will have to double check and see what issues if you're having any. Um, so here, interesting to see that the patents for the cameras under screen uh, are a little are going on Twitter uh, or little are on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure on that one. I think what we're talking about is, so there was one phone that came out, if you guys haven't seen it, the Axon 20. Um, and I've been trying to reach out with, uh, trying to reach out to Axon just to see if I'm able to get uh, access to one of those. But that was, from what I understood, We've, we're, we should start seeing devices with uh, under display, uh, you know, cameras, uh, but it, the tech isn't 100%. And I think the Axon 20 is just the first to come out. Uh, let me see what else we have here. También hablamos español y poquito está. También también hablamos español. Hablo español y poquito, mi hermano. Uh, Ronaldo, what's your next video? Yes, definitely. Uh, my tech reviews also. If you guys haven't had a have a guys haven't had a chance to check them out, uh, 
uh, Rolando is also putting out some nice videos. We did a collab uh, with the channel as well between the two of us. That was actually very nice. Um, and I'm trying to get a team. We need to do a better job of uh, trying to organize it. But I'm trying to get Greg. I'm trying to get uh, Matt. I'm trying to get uh, Andrew and, of course, Sam, if we're able to get him, just to get a team and start playing some Warzone again. Timing has just been weird. This week has been a very weird week for me. Um, uh, Ronaldo is saying is probably my Note 20 Ultra take on the phone before the S21 comes out. I, I noticed some people putting that. I saw I saw some people talking about you know like they, they usually they'll do the one year in review of a smartphone right before the announcement of the new one. As typically that's what people are like they're in, they're wanting to see more information. But I feel like uh, it sounds it's a little bit more uh, anticipation of what the S21 is going to offer. Uh, sorry and. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Juan, Juan's point of view to this is that he feels like the S21 will not be necessarily an upgrade, a specific and exactly true upgrade to what the S20 line is. And there's a very high chance that that's probably what's going to be. Some of the compromises coming in here, if it's true, I don't know if it 100% get because we haven't seen the official announcement. If is it true that if Samsung decides to remove the SD card from the lower end models, means the S21, the S21 Plus will not have an SD and only the Ultra have it the way they did it with the Note 20. Then that to me, for me, is going to be a very, very, very big decisive uh, conversation that Samsung needs to be able to stand up to. Because the moment they start taking away features and making it so that the only the high end that you pay 1300 or 12 to 1300 has a feature that your mid rangers have or your low budget friendly devices have, and your last version of the phone came out with, that becomes a problem. Um, and I think for me, for me, the the SD card is a big factor because typically the price per per gig, if you want to basically look at it, the factor um, from a, from an OEM standpoint, it's always too expensive. It's much cheaper having an SD card with, let's say, the one twenty eight model, because at the end of the day, you're able to offset all the storage. Really, when I'm talking about the static media that's on your phone, your pictures, your music, things things that you typically don't access all the time, but when you do want to access, you're not in a super hurry for it. So you typically are okay having, let's say, a 256 or maybe 512 gig uh, SD card sitting on the side with your media and then have your internal storage, your fastest storage, not being bogged down by just static media sitting there for the sake of just being with you all the time. Uh, losing that feature was a big problem for me with the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra because if you guys remember the conversation back in uh, when we were doing it, we had an issue where I was originally upgrading my wife from her Note 10 to the Note 20. Now, in your mind, you would think the Note 10 to Note 20 is an upgrade. Well, in certain aspects, it is. You obviously are jumping into the Note 20 uh, with the as you know the 865 with 5G, all of that, insert XYZ, all of the benefits of the new chipset. But two things change. The back on the material on the back change. It's actually plastic as opposed to glass. It costs more. And we also had smaller storage, starting storage on the device, which was down from 256 gigs. So in 2019, Samsung made a big deal about adding more storage on their Note line. The 256 was the internal storage starting point. So having my wife using a 256 gig internal storage device that does not have an SD card to a 128 gig internal storage without an SD card was just not possible. And I couldn't get her. I couldn't remove and ask her to not use her content or carry over her content. So we ended up having a switch. I ended up having to put her into with the Note 20 Ultra, which again, I'm able to provide this experience because I had the Note 20 Ultra for review and I was able to kind of you know sell her old phone to compensate for a little bit on the money. 
But at the end of the day, if you look at it, I mean, it's a really interesting way, but in a, in a very upselling markety right in your face thing. Samsung pushed out the Note 20 ultimately to push people to buy the Note 20 Ultra. That's exactly how it was. Um, and I'm worried that, that the S20 line will learn from that because at the end of the day, what ended up happening with Samsung when they announced all of these phones is that they dropped the prices not even a week after launch. This was the crazy part. The Note 20 dropped by 100 bucks from launch a week later. So anybody that bought the phone, anybody that does pre-orders, which generally I will end up being, loses money on, uh, on this. I'm paying for the phone out of my own pocket. This is not a sponsored phone. They don't send me phones. It's not something that I have with Samsung. And so it's hard for me to basically say this makes sense. And on, on average, that's the person that's going to be buying it. Why pre-order a phone when a week later it's going to drop? So those are the things I'm actually looking for. And, I, and actually, I'll, I'll make sure to point that out once we get into those things going on. Um let me jump and see it. Uh, Donald Lazino is asking, TK, would buying a cable, uh, sorry, would buying a cable off of Amazon be better than a stock USB-C to USB-C cable uh, for the 25-watt charger uh, for just charging speed only? Uh, if you're buying decent cable, so I'd probably say if you go with an Anchor or an Aki type of a cable, you should be pretty good. Yes, USB-C or USB-C, and they're usually rated to be for higher USB-C. So they'll say if it's compatible with 3.1 or 3.2 gen uh, USB-C transfer speed, because those generally were the ones you want to get. I wouldn't go with like a... Um, and then when he said off of Amazon, I'm not sure if you meant Amazon basics or you just meant Amazon in general, but I would go with Anchor. Anchor makes some amazing cables, uh, very nice and durable as well. Um Monday night GMT Warzone time 100%. Yes, five o'clock. Okay, so I got it. I'll I'll put that on my calendar. Matt and I we're definitely going to be hanging out. Um, Andrew, if you're in the uh, if you're available, and of course, let me know, uh, Joe, if you're up for a, a quick match. I know it's a little bit later, so this is a little bit of a time zone. Joe and Matt are both in the UK time, but Matt is a night owl, so it always works out better for us because at the for me it's like at the end of the business business day, and we're just getting it kind of done. Um, so please, 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 guys, if you're in the chat and you're you have a question that you haven't noticed seen, please jump in and I will try to help. But just try not to spam it if you don't mind. Uh, and thank you, Matt, for helping out with the with the chat, man. Um, here, uh, so Sean Pfeiffer's jumping in. Already confirmed that the S21 Ultra only uh, the S21 Ultra only model with an SD card. Also, the S21 will uh, only will have 120 hertz with QHD from every reliable sources. TK. So those are the ones, and I and typically because because it's not official from Samsung, we have to treat everything that we read with a grain of salt. But I'm with you. That's 90% of my 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 sources as well are uh, what you saw there, and my concern is the the fact. They're, they're, they didn't really learn what they did with the Note, and they're trying to bring that over to the S20 line. Now, the piecemealing conversation will always be, does it make sense? Is it really the one that we want to talk about? I mean, do you really feel like unless you buy the Ultra with the extra $100, which I'm pretty sure the case with the pen more than likely will be 100 to 150 bucks. No question that those things will not come out at a cheap price. An S Pen and a case and Samsung, those are going to be the pricing. Um, and that's going to be how you're able to bridge over the Note experience from one to the other. So to truly enjoy your $1,200 phone, you have to buy an extra 100-something case so that you can get that experience, right? So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how that comes out. Uh, but yeah, Joe, Joe's definitely always, yeah, anchor anchor for, for, the, for the win, for sure. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of Anchor's products uh, as well. Um, the back wallpaper was the Night of the Zodiac. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, let me see here. Can 
here this guy no so the guy that we have in the back here this is a goku uh bear uh biggers uh guy that i think for the for the longest time and then of course the guys here in the back uh, this is just dragon ball uh z and um speaking of which actually of dragon ball stuff so this actually here let's do it right there this is the new shirt that i got my wife got me very nice <laughs> i really like it um and it has a really nice goku black uh well goku black rosé uh you know uh, in there and it looks really good but i get i don't get to see it you guys don't really see it here so for me it's just sitting in the back so it looks really nice um let's see here real quick so here uh uh um, Rolando saying the same thing. Yeah, paying full price for a phone, and the and the price drops even, uh, and you don't even get a credit. So this is the weird situation, and the way they did it, which I don't, and I I just don't understand why. Um, like you know, if you had to drop the phone, the price of the phone a week after launch, that you have some pretty angry customers that literally just bought the phone full price. So you're forcing people to either return the entire their entire purchase and then buy the phone again so that they can get the discount because the obviously they're not offering a credit back. Uh, if you're within your return window, though, I would definitely give a call to Samsung and try to make a case for them to just refund the difference because it makes no diff no, no sense that they would do that and not make their core. Uh, but the hope is also is that maybe they they're hoping that people don't necessarily know that the price dropped after they buy it and they don't longer check the price. That may be something they also miss. But for me, the Note 20 was a big deal. I ended up returning the Note 20 because I couldn't use it and I wasn't willing to spend the money to try to keep it for an extended amount of time as I didn't feel like there was a lot of things I could do. And I was keeping the Note 20 Ultra anyways. So I felt like this was just something I don't usually like to do too much. Um, so let me see here. Uh, let me see. Okay. So, sorry. Let me just do this real quick here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Joe is like one a.m. might be. <laughs> I might might go to bed and get back up for that one. <laughs> I can tell you this, Joe. Um, it's extremely quiet at that time of the night. Uh, the whole family's asleep. That's I used to call that my quiet time. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things going on. Uh, Chemi's coming in is, um, if I get any of these devices, what should you, what do you think should be, uh, should I add to take the, oh, take, to keep in consideration the LG wing, the Xperia one Mark two with the Google pixel four, a five G and the Google, uh, the Google pixel five. That's, that's a very wide, um, selection. Uh, if if budget is not a concern, I would probably say, uh, and and you really obviously you want the best camera experience. I would probably go with the uh, either the Pixel Five or the Xperia One Mark II. Uh, the LG Wing is a very nice smartphone and has a lot of nice features into it. The only thing I would probably say is it, overall, it's a, it's a feature that you need to basically appreciate. If you feel like you're always going to be using it in a candy style bar, you don't think you're going to be opening it to use the secondary screen. I feel like that puts a little uh, a little bit of a kind of a point of reference there. The 4A 5G and the 5, for all intents and purposes, it's a big to a small version of the smartphone. They both carry a lot of the same features with the exception of the, the refresh rate. So I would probably go with the 5 over the 4A 5G, mostly because of the ease of use, also higher refresh rate, bigger battery. So you can definitely see some of the benefits there. Um, TK, oh, not Monday. I made a mistake. <laughs> It has to be Wednesday night, uh, uh, UK time. I'm working early Tuesday, so Monday night uh, it's definitely going to be sleep time. Okay, okay, I get it. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit more, and we'll get it uh, we'll get it coordinated. Uh, 
jumping in. Uh, last time, if you tried returning the device, Samsung offered $100 to keep it. So as long as they're able to, that was not the case for me with the Note 20. I called them and I asked, and they told me that they would not be able to offer me the 100. And that was a little bit of a concern for me. So I ended up just doing the straight up return. Um, and again, for me, the Note 20 Ultra was the, the the surefire way for us to be able to get my wife upgraded from the Note 10, because that's truly how it felt. The Note 10, the Note 10 Plus, upgrade is really the Note 20 Ultra, not the Note 20 when it comes to, at least from an internal storage. Uh, and again, material of, um, of choice. Um, Shagun, hey man, welcome, welcome from India, man. Uh, the price to consider, uh, okay, I think I may have missed something. Hold on. Uh, okay, you should have gotten the Pixel 5 instead of the Razer 5G. Um, so I'm not sure if you're talking to me or if you're talking maybe to somebody else. Uh, hey, Krishna, uh, I never got the uh, the, the Razer 5G, but I'm uh, that's definitely a phone I would definitely like to check out. Um, can't use a case with the LG Wing. Uh, you, you can, you can, you can use it. Didn't mean to do that one. If I'm not mistaken, I think my wing is still sitting here. So, Sean, uh, this is the case for the wing. It actually doesn't cover the case on the front, uh, but it definitely clips on the back. So it's very nice. Let's go ahead and just do this here. I don't know if I can get yeah here. So you can see it's very nice, very thin, and it works with the swivel. So it works really nice. And it's uh, there's not a lot of cases. I'll say that for sure. Uh, there's screen protectors that are also out there from Whitestone Dome Glass that are selling for the for the wing as well. So there's a lot of nice things that you can actually do. Um, so Samuel uh, Mania is uh, talking about the Motorola 5G. So Motorola's interesting. Um, it, Motorola is an interesting company to to really follow for, because their devices typically are very well, very I would say very much a well-rounded device to be a, a budget-friendly the, the smartphone. Um, so the short answer I would probably say is as long as it meets the needs of what you think you're going to use the phone for, meaning the general usage of it, I don't really feel like that 5G is a big moniker that's going to make a difference. It's literally more future-proofing than current-proofing because the 5G technology itself is being built. It's getting better as time goes on. So it depends on what you're looking for. At the end of the day, if you're comfortable with the Motorola brand, the almost stock experience of how Motorola does it, uh, and I think it actually should be able to perform quite well. It's just, again, what you're comfortable using. And they have some nice gestures. Also keep that in mind. Uh, um, Juan, I, I would love to help you, but I need a little bit more. Uh, and not only that, the live stream is not necessarily the right place to, to go in the technical concerns. Sorry. No internet, Goku. And see here, Chemi, somebody in it. It might be one of these devices at the end of February. So I was wondering what to expect. I think it's going to be one of those things you have to keep in mind. I, I really, so I think the wing is for sure a very nice one. Um, the Xperia will always be a favorite of mine, mostly because of the just the function of the way it is. I think the Xperia line of devices in 2020 was amazing. I can't wait to see what they're going to do in, in uh, 2021 because to me, those are the things that we we anticipate. How can they improve on what we had before? That panel was absolutely amazing. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay, here. So uh, is the Redmi Note 9T 5G good for its price? I think for the for the for the features that we're getting in here, the MIUI uh, installation, the physical size, I think it's actually decent uh, at the uh, at the early bird and even actually at the regular price. Because if you think about it, 
in the US, uh, just for a point of reference, in the US, it sells for about 330 bucks. So if you factor the uh, the UK pricing, because it's the EU side, uh, and you bring it into the US, it runs uh, actually uh, about 330. So the 279 and the entry level makes sense. Um, I think for the price, it makes sense. I feel like if anything, I would probably say that maybe maybe they should have gone with six gigs of RAM as opposed to four gigs. But I think the overall 800U from uh, from MediaTek with the integrated 5G modem with the dual SIM support, expandable storage, all of the things that you get with it and it runs very smoothly, I feel like it's definitely a, a very well-balanced device. Um, is it going to be obviously a, a long-term device? I think this is reasonable. Uh, as long as we, we keep getting the updates from Xiaomi, we get into Android 11 in the near future on the Redmi line, we should be pretty decent. Uh, right now, out of the box, the way it is, if you're able to get in on the early price, definitely take advantage of that. But it is definitely very nice. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna time out for a few seconds here. Uh, Ajmal, hey man, how you doing? Uh, oh, did I see Aditya? Aditya is in there. Hey, Aditya, good morning, Sabaho. Hope all is well. I, we're we're doing good. We're doing good. It's it's still it's almost midday here in uh, on the on the west coast. Uh, weather is is pretty decent. Windy but decent. We're getting there. And uh, yesterday we had a chance to spend some time with the family over at the uh, observatory here in Los Angeles. Uh, Joe uh, Motorola has a lot of devices. They have uh, <laughs> they had enough in 2020 for two years worth of releases. Uh, 2020 for sure was for me. If I had to kind of kind of like capital like just give one title, the year of too many phones. Um, not just for the launch event, but it was just felt like there was a repetitive, like there was, a, like, if I, remember, I forgot which company it was, but there was a phone that was released at the beginning of the year and the successor to that phone was in the same year. Um, so I, I want to say the Reno, the Reno line definitely had a, quite a, a couple of updates. I want to say the Reno 3 and the Reno 4 came out in 2020. And to me, I feel like Samsung had also when with the whole breaking up all of their launch events, Apple launch events, all, we had events, 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 events. And at the end of the day, prices kept going up and we lost the charger. So 2020 is an interesting uh, interesting conundrum for us to go in. Um, but yes, Joe, Joe's saying, hey man, how are, how are you, Aditya? I hope you're doing well as well. Um, Ayush is asking is, why do you think Xiaomi and Samsung are um, changing their, their flagship release timeline? I think it's just due to the 2020, starting the new year with better consumer confidence. I think at the end of the day, the, the entire shift is basically a bin erase. Every year, I'm not going to say every year, but for the last few years, uh, Qualcomm releases their chipset, right? So we see the Snapdragon insert number here. Uh, getting released in November, December, or early December, and then literally right after, Samsung would be announcing that they're releasing their first device. And in in true fashion, Samsung would end up being the first device launched with that chipset because they tend to, for the lack of a better term, out of uh, uh, the the chipset itself. So it ends up basically almost becoming like an exclusive for them for the initial launch. Xiaomi has been able to move up their production line, and now they're able to release. And if you notice, they didn't release all of their device 888 device at the same time they just released the me 11 meaning the me 11 pro which again is the pro line will have more features and better improvements coming out later and i think what happened this year is that Xiaomi was able to basically say look we can release the me 11 which is basically spec bump with a few multi alterations on the camera configuration in the back but for the most part it's very minor upgrade for what you got last year with the me 11 and of course they were able to release or announce it before the end of the year and launch it once that became 
like it was too long for them to wait for February to announce their phone. And then for March for people to pick them up. Because by then, they're going to feel like everybody, there will be more 888 devices on the market for people to buy. Now, this is not specific to the US market. And really had a big footing in here. But the big difference is once that becomes more a, a term or turf for where Xiaomi can release devices, it's going to end up happening much, much sooner. The reality of the matter is, Samsung and Xiaomi and, o, and other OEMs had to have had access to these chipsets way before we found out about them. For them to be able to produce them, manufacture, put them in boxes and have them ready to ship, that takes time. For them to integrate their devices and put a launch uh, device, that typically takes time. So knowing that, why would you have to think Xiaomi and Samsung are doing? Uh, and I'm hoping... Well, actually, we'll probably end up happening is we're going to see this as a continuation. We'll see other OEMs do that. They'll start releasing their devices earlier. And I'm talking about the initial launch, right? The, the initial 888, the initial 8 or whatever new chips. Uh, but I'm also seeing some nice things also from Samsung regarding their own Exynos chipset. And hopefully that the performances that we've seen with the benchmarks are true, that it is actually slightly outperforming the Snapdragon because they took a few months. They took about a month or so more to release it. Uh, here, um, can I see the Redmi Note 90 PUBG graphics settings? Uh, okay, let's see if we can do that for you real quick. Um, I thought, if I'm not mistaken, I did end up putting that for you in the video yesterday. So if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, um, I did a hands-on video and initial impressions with the Redmi Note 90. I did PUBG gaming as well as Call of Duty mobile uh, gaming on the phone. Uh, but let me go ahead and launch PUBG and let me lower, just, uh, lower the volume here. I don't want to play it at very high because I had it at a higher volume. So give me a second. I'm loading up PUBG and we can definitely bring that up for you. Um, thank you for answering. Yeah, dude. And anytime, Sam, Samuel. Um, I just, uh, I personally feel like Motorola as a company has, has been around for quite some time. I'm very happy that they're still there. Um, and I think the overall experience is very reminiscent of their user experience. It's a close to stock, minor customization, very fast, very fluid. Um, and basically, just as long as you're comfortable with the the, the device features as far as speed, RAM, um, and what you're going to do with it, there's no reason Motorola can't do the job. But they're releasing a lot of phones. They're releasing a lot of phones. And some of them are market specific too, which is very nice. Um Let's see here. Let's just da, da, da. Oh, wow. Let's see here. Uh, we're, okay, Matt. <laughs> Aditya sending. Yeah, um, Matt, 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 that was an interesting week for Matt. I hope I hope things are doing better, man. I really hope so. Uh, and please take your time. Uh, and of course, Joe is like exactly what Aditya said, brother. Always, always. Uh, I'm I'm glad that YouTube recommended it to me, to you. Uh, I'm really happy that uh, there's we're in the recommended section there, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, that sounds great, man. Have fun with uh, <laughs> having fun with friends. Hope family is able to uh, do video calls. Oh yeah, man. We we should we should try to connect with friends and and talk to people. Uh, oh okay. Let's see. So what we have here. So the Xiaomi are cute, but if it does not bring the Snapdragon 80 Plus. Um, it works the same. Uh, I'm not sure if we're talking. About... We don't we don't have the 888 plus yet. So that that device obviously hasn't been announced. More than likely it will happen. Uh, but for the most part, it'll be the same thing as you've seen before. Let me just go ahead and double check here. Open the box. 
See, now you're making me play the game in the, on the show, but let's see here. Okay, let's see. Okay, close. Okay, here, settings, graphic. And I, I don't have a way of setting it up there. Let's go ahead and bring this over. So here's the, the graphic settings that you get in there. Um, the highest you're able to go as far as the actual resolution is HD. So under HD, you get HD high. And if you want to be able to get ultra, you have to jump down to balanced. So you get either balanced ultra. Let's go ahead and bring this in. So balanced ultra in there, or for the best one, obviously, is smooth ultra, which is what I like to do. So I like to jump into uh, smooth ultra, which provides me the, the best frame rate. And of course, I, I changed that to colorful. So those are going to be the things on my end. So hopefully that sets, sets it up as well, shows you what it, the settings that I had on mine. But I, if I'm not mistaken, I did show what I had in video as I was doing it. Diego's jumping in. Um, can open source be... Uh, can open source beat in the future? Uh, so I'm I'm not sure if you mean if will open source be be beat in the future, and I don't think it's something to be. Open source is something that is always a, a challenge. Uh, companies love to have access to open source data, but they don't necessarily always want to be able to share information into the open source community. So what you're looking at it from a sense of basically development and support, you know, Google opening up Project Fuchsia to allow developers to basically work with them, help them develop the new uh, Project Fuchsia uh, ecosystem uh, environment or even OS. Uh, those are things that we typically love to see. Um, generally, when you talk about open source and data and information availability, there are rules, obviously, even to use some uh, the data that's available. I don't think it's going away because that's how innovation happens. There's a great amount of innovation and new uh, technologies done and obviously using open source information and access to it. So removing these things limits the collaborate, collaborative effort across platforms, across development uh, sectors. So for me, I don't think it's, it's going away. I think it just may end up being, depending on what's going into it. And as you can imagine, OEMs don't typically try to have all of their stuff being open source because that's just how they are. There are certain things that they'd like to keep closer to, to the best. But uh, typically at some point or another, we generally do get things uh, you know, basically put out into the open source environment um uh oh sean's asking so that was pubg pubg mobile on uh, the the redmi note 90 so uh, in the video that i posted yesterday on that video which uh is is uh is basically hands-on on the on the device it's typically what i generally do with most devices so if i've had the device for over for at least three or four or five days i can give you guys an impression of how it performs how it holds its uh, its own um, so we we covered the camera, we covered the speakers, we covered obviously the display, the beautiful, uh, you know, the overall experience, what the features come in included with the device for the price point. Uh, and we obviously covered the gaming aspect, which I feel like is something that I love to do with smartphones. I love to play games on them. Uh, they're obviously pocket gaming systems. And the more features we get, the better the experience gets for us. Having a headphone jack for zero latency for gaming is an absolute must. I don't know where it became um, a norm that a $1,000 phone that can definitely play games very well doesn't need a headphone jack because you can use the speakers or you want to use Bluetooth. So the marketing and then the, the scheme of things. So I appreciate it when we see headphone jacks on budget-friendly devices. I also appreciate stereo speakers for whenever we want to listen to music or even just watch movies with it. So it's very nice. But yeah, the, the Redmi Note 90. Um, I think I saw something from Matt that I may have missed. Uh, so what are you guys doing? Uh, to <laughs> we coloring it or changing the logo? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't like the so right now it's doing its thing. Um, maybe we'll change the low. I don't know. Or maybe, yeah, I, we'll have to see. Uh, I, I kind of already changed it. I don't know if you guys kind of caught it. I already kind of shaved the side of it. So it's been a little bit different. It doesn't change the overall profile, but it does kind of change a little bit of a look. Uh, we'll color it. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't know. We'll have to make that decision, man. I don't know. I, I'm not going to make any statements now to predict the future. Um, uh, Bordley Govar is saying is, uh, hey, TK, I wish I wish you all the best for 2021. Thank you, man. Um, how is the RAN management on the Xiaomi Redmi Note 90? Uh, I think, so the overall management on this, um, without any problems, playing around, doing everything, it seems actually pretty decent. Uh, four gigs, though, I still feel like was not enough. Uh, it does need to be a little bit aggressive in closing applications so that it actually releases and makes sure that everything is running smoothly. MIUI on its own is a skinned over Android that runs and eats up some of the RAM. Uh, but I think for, for my usage, the only time I ever did notice a hiccup was, um, I think it was after the first couple of days when I set up all my applications, I was having a whole bunch of things open in the background. And um, I was trying to record video uh, at 4K 30 frames per second. And then when I played it back, the playback was a little bit off. It seemed like the sound was uh, out of sync. So I closed all the applications and I opened up the camera. And of course, everything worked out great. So I, I feel like four gigs is the right amount to get it to run normally but if you if you're getting it and you just need to make sure to keep closing apps every once in a while and you should be fine uh, but it does actually have a really good ram management system unfortunately not a lot of apps will stay in memory in memory for a very long time because of it uh, because again it only has four gigs so it's i know it sounds like it's a bad conversation we say four gigs of ram not enough but it's all the other services running in the background that eat up a lot of it. And that's generally what you want to make sure that they have enough uh, free RAM to be able to run applications correctly. Um, Arsenal is saying, Arsenal Glasgow. Ooh, okay. Uh, hey, TK, uh, can... Okay, uh, hey, TK, you can get the Xperia 1 uh, II for 450 euros used in min condition. Is it a good or bad deal? I think it's a very good deal. Um, for 450, that this one sold what at 800, uh, even in really good condition. The the Xperia 5 uh, Mark II it has a lot of great features going for it. Uh, the overall performance is only uh, different than the Xperia 1 by differences because it's physically smaller and it's a 1080p panel, but it's 120 hertz 1080p panel. So it's definitely gaming. If you're able to pick it up at a decent price, yes, definitely. Um, and that one should be getting Android 11 in the near future within the next month or so. So it is running Android 10, but you got 4K 120, uh, uh, 120 frames per second. You get all of the benefit of the HS power control, the, uh, the charging speed and the charging protections uh, side. Um, all of the benefits of the triple 12 megapixel cameras on the front, uh, sorry, on the back for the sensor for Camera Pro and for Cinema Pro. Yes, hands down, it's a great experience. Um, I'm, I'm asking the hard-hitting questions there. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. You're you're just trying to you're just trying to get me to to change the logo. You want the logo to look like you know Santa Claus is in the show. No, um, I think if anything, I may I may end up just uh, I maybe end up trimming it a little bit more if it ends up being just too white. So I'll give more prominence to the black and, and then just basically kind of maybe update the logo. Uh, I think, or if anything else, honestly, I mean, in in theory, I think the logo should definitely be. We can keep the logo anyways, because this is a cool logo. It's it's a fun logo to have. I was very happy. That was a good way to start 2020. Unfortunately, um, it didn't continue that way, but it was really good at that point. Uh, Aditya is saying, um, 
that autofocus on the Sony is so good, smoothly transitioning from the phone to your face. It is apps. It is one of my favorite features and one of the main reasons why I left the G8 5 uh, that I used for many years. It was purely for the autofocusing, but also the transitioning, the consistent, the eye tracking is on point. Um, I cannot remember. I cannot say enough that how many times I've watched my videos where I do the talking head, right? And as long as I'm doing this, where I'm not moving my hands, everything is fine. The camera can capture, it doesn't have any issues and I can move a little bit, everything works great. But the moment I start talking with my hands, I bring up a phone, whatever, um, the GH5 would have the hardest time. It starts looking to try to focus on my hand, to try to does everything else. And the Sony just does it so beautifully. And um, um, I don't know if you guys caught that in uh, in before, but I'm starting to buy some more lenses for it because it's a, it's a problem. Um, it's a problem. Yes, I like lenses, cameras. Once you once you get into cameras and you start buying lenses, it's just it's a it's an addiction. Uh, but I am using a new lens also uh, on the uh, on the A7 III. This is not the a no, sorry, this is the A7S III. I did switch over to that. But yes, thank you, Aditya. Uh, I'm glad you were able to notice that. It's a very nice camera. Um, okay, so here we're jumping. Back. You're right, but if um, but if they incorporate a 4K screen, it would consume more battery. So yes, if you're running a full-time 4K screen, so there's a difference in the technology that we saw. Sony taught us very nicely that you can actually have a phone with a 4,000 milliampere battery and a 4K display that doesn't run at 4K all the time. So it means it, it adjusts to the resolution that you're watching. So you're not really sitting on, on a 4K panel all the time. Um, it's doable. I think it's realistic. Uh, so, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Samsung has done this for years. They've released devices with QHD resolution displays, but out of the box, they have them turned on to full HD. They don't tell you to change it. It's not a notification part of the settings. You know, you know when you're setting up your phone, you go through, you put your account and all of that good stuff. The the come to say, hey, this device is right now tuned to be at a 1080p panel, even though you have a QHD. If you'd like to use full potential, please click this option, or you'd like to stay where you are. That should be part of the setting. Uh, but the question would be, again, it goes back into, do you use a 4K display or do you need a 4K display running 4K all the time? And the reality is not really. When you're not consuming content, having it run at a QHD or 1080p, depending on the content that you're looking at, could actually help you reduce the battery consumption and of course extend battery uh, life. The other thing that we want to keep in mind is the 888 as a chipset uh, is going to be more power efficient as well as the fact that now we have an integrated modem so there's less uh, there's better power management and performance overall is intended to save you power. We have a 5 nanometer chipset now as opposed to the 7 nanometer chipset. So even by just the value of going from one architecture to the other you're doing more for less when it comes to power consumption. So I agree, 4K display on a, on a display is always appreciated, but it needs to be done right. So I always I always make sure to say that, make sure we do it right. Let's see here, I think I missed a couple more. Arsenal, hey, shukran ya Ahlan, ahlan, ahlan. Arsenal is a, is a homie, man, it's a homie. Uh, this, Ah, oh, Matt Tyler, Santa Claus. I didn't think of that. How did you not see that? Can you imagine me like on Christmas? This thing, entire thing is white. Then I'll just put the Christmas hat and we were like, you know, hey, everybody will be come up, coming up to me asking me for uh, for gifts. Laughed at that. Greg's going to be like, no. Wait, wait, Greg, wait till your beard start turning a little bit of white. Um, but no, I've, I've had the white um, on the side of my chin for, I want to say the better part of the last five, six years, um, it just sits there. It doesn't go, it doesn't go far. Like you guys see it here and here, actually it's a lot darker on this side. So there's more black behind the white, but the, the, the two areas here, they just did that. 
Um, so yeah, so speaking of that, so Joe's Joe has a very good point that I actually uh, a lot of people may not be aware of. Huawei over years, uh, and this this is not just necessarily their software, but also their hardware, uh, the Kirin, the high silicon chipset, have always had better power management and longer bat like ridiculously long battery life when it came to even when they had Google Play services. I know some people uh, attribute Google Play services to some of the battery drain, and G, you know GMS has its own issues with battery drain. There's many issues with Samsung devices in the past that have had problems with battery drain because of GMS. But Huawei has done a really good job, and it's something to do with the way they architect the device when it comes to controlling the CPU, the GPU, the control of the hardware and the software, and it's optimized for their own devices. And Samsung does a great job for that as well. Uh, but I think it's overall uh, Huawei can definitely, in, in consistently staying smooth and fast over time, Huawei can definitely uh, have a benefit there. Sorry about that. Let's jump into this one. Um, so he's saying, have you seen, uh, have you seen how the new Mi 11 is slower than the Mate 40 Pro and the Snapdragon 865 Plus? Um, a great YouTuber uh, tech showed the new Mi 11 in quite a few videos so far. Xiaomi has really forgotten, uh, has forgotten to optimize it. So there's a couple things we want to keep in mind. If he's using pre-production hardware, and what I mean by this, typically if I'm starting to cover a device before it's officially launched, that's more than likely pre-production hardware. Not sure if that has anything to attribute to it, and but you're right. Optimizations and updates into the OS will definitely fix some of the performances issues that would happen with the Mi 11. I think Xiaomi has the ability of fixing this. This is not a hardware issue. It's definitely a software optimization. So we'll have to see how the performance kind of comes through and obviously memory management and just running processes. But that is an interesting, uh, uh, I would say it's a very concerning situation if it's true. And when I mean true, meaning across the board that this is going to be an indicator of how everything else is going to work. But the reality is more than likely it's software optimization. And pre-production software and hardware should never be taken as production style. So the Mi 11 hasn't started to ship. He is using hardware that's a little bit earlier than uh, than uh, availability. And more than likely, there's the other thing. He's probably not running uh, the, the official released version of the software. So again, pre-production. But we'll have to see. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Hold on. Sa Santa TK Claus Bay. <laughs> No, it'll be Santa TK asking you to claw uh, to sign in, uh, to sign that clause, Bay. No, <laughs> it'll be one of those interesting. We'll have to see how the end of 2021 happens if it ends up turning all white. Um, Ronaldo, Ronaldo saying is the Note 20 Ultra is the perfect phone to see power consumption uh, is uh, affected by high performance, uh, high refresh rate, uh, and a 5G uh, when both are active at the same time. Battery is battery just dies as quickly. So there's there's a little bit of a situation when you actually have to keep in mind that yes, uh, we want everything to be fast, but we always need to keep in mind the battery size. Uh, the battery size on the Note 20 Ultra was definitely a very big indicator how Samsung was moving. They dropped 500 milliampere on that battery from the Ultra on the S20, and they gave us uh, essentially, uh, again, we, we got the high refresh rate, but we had it as adaptive, so you couldn't even have the refresh rate high. Uh, I can say that on the S20, having uh, 1080p 120 with uh, 5G on all the time, the battery was lasting me pretty well. It's a 5,000 milliampere battery. There was no issues there. The Note 20 Ultra had some concerns, and when you did turn off, turn up everything, you were starting to feel the the pinch when it comes down to the battery, uh, and the charging speed was lower. That was the other thing the Note 20 suffered from that the S20 Ultra then uh, has. The S20 charges at 45 watt, uh, uses the 45 watt charger as a fast charge. So 
even though it's a 5,000 milliampere battery, a 10, 20 minute uh, plug on the charger, you're able to boom, bump yourself back up. Now, even if you have the 45, 20, you know, the 45 watt charger, 25 is the maximum you can charge it. So it, there's, there's some concerns going on there with the approach that we're seeing there. Um, <laughs> Xiaomi and optimizations don't go together. <laughs> they do optimize, believe it or not, they do. I mean, not optimize it to everybody's liking, but they, it is optimized. But yes, it's one of those um, battery management it, for them is a very big uh, kill everything in the background kind of thing. Uh, but we'll have to see how what happens with me, me to me, I 12 on this. Uh, and of course, with the optimizations of the 888, because that's the other thing. The 888 is bringing in things into the conversation. It's not all, uh, you know, not all of it is basically just brought in from Xiaomi. Uh, uh Mahmoud, Mahmoudul, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, maybe I'll be able to kind of give you a little bit of a, a kind of an break breakdown of what it is. So Mahmoudul Masoud is uh, is the comment here is asking, who are you? Uh, well, first foremost, TK Bay, welcome Tarek Bay. If you if you're not familiar with it with the channel, um, not a vlogger. I don't I don't consider myself a vlogger, but I do live stream quite a couple of weeks a, week, a couple of times a week. Definitely a gamer for sure, mobile and PC. And when it comes to what we do here, uh, we're just kicking it. It's Saturday morning with tech, and it's a fun show to talk about tech and. Um, the biggest thing for me this week was obviously uh, the Redmi Note 9T and, of course, what we're coming up next week, which is the Galaxy S21 launch. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy the show. I hope you do. Um, <laughs> uh, so Joe's jumping in. I'm laughing, uh, but I have I have loads of white hair on my <laughs> Guys, it's character. It builds character. That's really just say that. Every white hair means you're smarter. Uh, so I must be really smart. No, I'm just kidding. Um and I and I'll and I'll reach that next ascension. You know, we'll all ascend at the same level. Uh, thoughts on the Exynos twenty one hundred? So here, this is a very so. Uh, Nimur Sif, uh, Sifat is saying, "Is uh, what do you think about the new Exynos? The Exynos chipset for the last couple of generations had some concerns. At least right now, on paper, and I say that because we obviously the S twenty one hasn't launched, but there is going to be the S twenty one Exynos and the S twenty one Qualcomm." Um, the Exynos seems like it's outperforming or outpacing the, uh, the the Qualcomm by a little bit, depending on the metric that you're looking in. Um, I'm excited to see what Samsung can offer us. I really want to see Samsung come back to start basically uh, since they control the hardware and the processor, you know, from that sense and the software, they really should be able to do the best scenario on an Exynos chipset. Uh, getting a device that runs a Qualcomm on Samsung should basically be comparable to what the Exynos provides, but primarily a requirement for the engine that you're releasing it in. Uh, but for me, the 2100, I'm actually very interested in and will try from, for as, as hard as I can to try to get my hands on uh, an Exynos version of my device, uh, just so to see the differences in performance. And does it really make sense? Because last couple of years, we had a few things that were concerning with the Exynos uh, model, which made it a little bit um, warm, it warms up a little bit faster, and it wasn't performing as, as well because it was throttling itself. The overheating process, uh, there was an overheating issue. There. Let's jump back here. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, so um, Technics lived in China and Mi 11 was released on the 28th. So it was announced on the 28th and it ships out in the middle of January, but I'm with you on that one. 
so he did get a retail unit, uh, and I really like the new uh, the, the new backend optimization. So again, it depends on if it's starting to ship out, and he got a retail. That's fine. The official announcement was supposed to start releasing, or shipping was supposed to start around the thirteenth. So I think it was it maybe middle of next week. Uh, but if they were able to get them earlier, I, I realize first and foremost that this is a Chinese model of the device. There is a difference. There's going to be a different model uh, or different. Uh, I would call it a SKU number for the international global model. But I agree. Um, what I would probably say, if if anything, it, there could also have been possibly, and it, it's not because I'm trying to give Xiaomi a, a break, but it's also understanding the timeline is uh, a phone that is barely coming out, that barely started using the 888 meant they could have potentially been you know, rushing something. So they can definitely update and uh, fix the performance issues that, they're, uh, that they may be suffering from right now. Uh, but we'll have to see some other devices as well. But I appreciate it, uh, Boy, for letting us know. Um, I, I love this man. He answers that question with uh, with nothing held back, <laughs> no prejudices. <here. laughs> no, uh, realistically, uh, it is what I mean. If you guys have a, if you take in your time to post the question and it makes sense, there's obviously, an, it, and you're trying to keep the. Um, I would say the camaraderie factor going in massively as we are all basically just hanging out together. Uh, I always appreciate that. Yes, no, I will answer questions and I don't have any problems uh, sharing my opinions as long as you guys will let, will have them and, and we can talk about them. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, so I, there's somebody commenting in Japanese. I do appreciate the comment. Unfortunately, I do not know how to read and I'm assuming it's Japanese. I could be wrong, uh, but if you don't mind, maybe reposting the question in English. Um, so here, interesting. So here, th th somebody that maybe not necessarily is a, a fan of Xiaomi's uh, approach to the software. So this is a cup of tea type of a conversation, right? You either like the UI, you like the optimizations that they're doing, or you're maybe not necessarily, you know, you're more of a one UI, or maybe you're more of a Oxygen OS, you're more of another OEM style of a skin. There are things to be said about MIUI and the new optimizations that we get, the customizations that we get within it. Um, if you're not comfortable with the way the launcher looks like, which I think 90% of us look at when we're in the, on the device, you're actually in the launcher part of the UI. You're not in the Xiaomi uh, UI, except for the notification panel, which, by the way, you can switch. There's two different styles. Um, you're more than welcome to, to use a custom launcher if the hardware speaks to you. Meaning if you like what Xiaomi is doing with the Mi 11, or you like what Samsung is doing with, let's say, insert device, S-line, uh, you know, S-line something, and, and Note-line something, you can always install a custom launcher. I think for most of my devices, I don't know if you guys know this, even on my uh, Samsung devices, I actually like using Nova Prime. I don't like necessarily the stock launcher experience. And it's not necessarily that one is better than the other, but it's more about the customizations that I'm able to do with Nova Prime, but also the consistency of the experience that I'm able to get from jumping from one manufacturer phone to another. The initial honeymoon phase that I would say during my review when I'm doing a review on the phone, I typically keep the stock launcher. I use stock launcher experience. So here, let's see. You can see this nice little wallpaper that I have here. Let's go ahead and do this. Here is the lock screen and then use the fingerprint center. Really nice, very fast. Um, I will use the stock launcher, and I think MIUI has a lot of nice customizations. I just personally like to use Nova Prime. And for me, when we look at that kind of conversation, um, be it MIUI, be it uh, you know One UI, be it Color OS, be it Oxygen OS, if you don't necessarily agree with it, but like the hardware, you can always customize it. That's the beauty of Android. We can't do that with an iPhone because what you get is what you get. So it is. Let's see here. Jump in real quick. <laughs> Greg, I appreciate it. Both of you guys. 
Stop it. You're going to make me blush. Um, Mr. Calmer, welcome. Welcome to the chat, man. Good morning. Good evening. Everybody. Um, yes, depending on where you guys are, I do appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Saturday. And seem we're actually hitting a quite a nice number of people watching. Thank you very much. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, let's jump in real quick here. Oh. Uh, so here, uh, so Raj Raj is asking: Is will the Exynos catch up for, uh, catch up now, or, uh, or basically for India? So specifically in India market, if I'm not mistaken, you guys do receive the Exynos model. Middle East also gets the Exynos as well as European model. For the most part, if I'm not mistaken, and if you guys know a little bit more, uh, Korean market, the South Korean market, as well as the U.S. market are the only two markets that Samsung releases Qualcomm chipsets, and the rest of the world, for the most part, gets an Exynos model. Um, from what it looks like right now on paper, and I say paper, even though this is based on benchmarks, um, it seems like it, it is catching up, actually. Not only catching up, but also one-upping the 888 a little bit. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that uh, you have to understand when you're looking at a piece of hardware at what point in time. At launch, at the most, you're going to basically see launch optimization. This is the best they could do in time to make the launch date. So if the performance on the X on the 888 and the Exynos 2100 are roughly about the same, the, the difference between the two isn't earth shattering. It's more of the, I got there 10 seconds, you know, I got there two seconds ahead of you kind of thing, maybe. Um, Qualcomm's updating a process uh, of GPU update, uh, you know, software drivers as well as CPU drivers updated directly, like a PC experience, could also tip the the tip the, tip the conversation to the other way because Exynos will always have to have updates directly from Samsung, so we'll have to see if Samsung is able to improve them as time goes on. Um, also, last year we only saw one the one version of the Exynos as opposed to where Qualcomm released two. Typically, the second one was a slightly overclocked, which generally will bridge the gap before the the next series of Qualcomm chipsets come out. Uh, but I think at this point, yes, I think for the most part it looks like Samsung's catching up. Uh, my only hope is that the performance is um, managed correctly, the temperatures and the thermals are done correctly so that there is no um, basically throttling on the CPU if the device overheats. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, you get a smartphone, you get a brand new device, and you're using it, and it just warms up too much for you to be able to enjoy it. And of course, the, the device has to slow itself down to reduce the heat so that there is issues. I think that Samsung has definitely had enough time to work it for the last couple of years. Uh, Dinesh is saying is hi, love from India. Thank you very much. Um, I wanted to ask something about the OnePlus. Is this marketing um is on a boom across the entire continental? But uh, this new N series, um, and chip price phones build consumer satisfaction products. So I think what you're referring to is the new Nord. Um, so, um, Dinesh, what I would probably say first thing is we need to look at OnePlus and we need to look at the Nord as slightly different, um entities not that they're different in the sense that they're not related they're very much related at its core the nord is a oneplus device so it's nord by oneplus the way i look at it and the n10 the n100 and the standard nord are truly here to provide us what oneplus was built on to start oneplus was started on this uh, on this premise the budget of uh, budget friendly flagship killer um features that you know generally you'd have to pay you know two to three times more to be able to get on a smartphone so the fact of the matter is we now know obviously mid-rangers and budget devices are a big sellers those are generally the movers for any company 
Um, it's not the flagship, surprisingly, if you think about it. Uh, like last year, LG's uh, one of LG's uh, highest selling devices was a K-series device, as well as some of the more budget-friendly uh, devices from LG, from Samsung. Their A-series did better than their S-series. Um, so you have to keep in mind, budget is what it kind of comes, so it comes about. And um, I feel like what Nord did with the N-series is the ability of giving us OnePlus experience when it comes to you know oxygen os because we're still running oxygen os and the ability of providing us that smooth fast experience on mid-range processors and that gives us the ability of enjoying our car devices without feeling that they're just slowed down um, the n10 for sure is a very big deal in the us starting at 299 dollars and again i'm pretty sure they optimized the price for the indian market they're intending it. It was a lot of learning that they did in the Indian market before they released it in the US. And I truly feel like that's how it kind of the conversation went. It was released in an area where they knew this is a price to a price per feature is very it needs to be very tight, very optimized. And they brought that over to the US, which I feel like that's why it's going to succeed. So the short answer is I think the N series or the Nord series is definitely going to be around. I think OnePlus did a very smart move pivot here where now they're the premium brand version of their own product. And then the Nord is now the new mid-range to uh, basically, I would say, mid-range to budget-friendly devices from them. So we'll have to see what 2021 has to offer us. By no means, the N10 is a new device. It's still technically a device of 2020. So we'll have to see what they upgrade the, the standard Nord that they released mid-year last year. So we have a few months to go on that one. Uh, hopefully that, that answered your question, Dinesh. I I, I hope that that kind of jumped in. Whoa, okay. Uh, hey, welcome from China. <laughs> hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Uh, so, well, thank you for joining. Uh, we're I'm actually from California, Los Angeles, California. So uh, West Coast, uh, US. So it, that's the best way to, to, to say it. Uh, but I'm originally from Lebanon, uh, and but I live here. So I speak many, many languages, just... Uh, Chinese was not one of them. Unfortunately, I tried. I tried. It's hard. It's hard, <laughs> especially when you're older. I'm not trying to make. I'm not trying to make excuses. Um, you may have to send uh, <laughs> yours. Oh, okay. So I think Joe's. Sorry, uh, Greg is answering somebody. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe, be a little bit here. Okay. How long? How long before Nord splits up from OnePlus? You know. I don't know. I, I really can't predict that. And uh, but I think the reality is uh, we'll have to see. But at, at some point or another, they're going to have to stand up on their own. But again, with it, be it that it's only been a year, I would probably give it at least another year or so before they claim that it's uh, that they're able to stand up on their own. But at the end of the day, it truly is a Nord and a one. They're made both together by one but at the end of the day it's a different experience you truly when you hold an ord you feel the essence of what oneplus is offering but you feel that it's different like you're like i can see that this is coming with a little bit of a different flavor here you're not giving me the same 100 proof of oneplus it's oneplus oxygen os modified so let's just say that uh raj i think is answering a dtia <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Sabaho TK. And everyone, apologies for the lateness. <laughs> IR 1980. Ahlan, ahlan. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm glad you were able to join us. I appreciate it. We have a, a nice a nice group of, uh, a lot of people, nice nice group of people hanging out with us here. Um, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I'm a big fan of Xiaomi. Uh, for for the longest time, if, if I don't know if you guys kind of, um, if you haven't seen it, if you probably haven't noticed it on the channel, I don't tend to give one brand 
the dominance on anything. Thing I cover the spectrum as much as I'm able to get my hands on on the device. I'd love to be able to give you guys an opinion on it. Uh, Xiaomi as a company has has their hands in so many different parts of products, like they exist in many different uh, areas. I did a review on a treadmill last year. So my last treadmill review, not that I'm trying to do them yearly, uh, was actually on a Xiaomi uh, Yuping uh, treadmill walking pad. It was on Kickstarter. Um, I've actually, speaking of which, that's the, the monitor on the top is a Xiaomi 32-inch uh, 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 curved display. Xiaomi has their hands in many things, but when it comes to smartphones, I love their approach to innovation in the sense of how they they change it every year over year. The Mi 11 is definitely intriguing, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Unfortunately, it's still not available globally till that becomes. They generally don't start getting sending us devices to check out. But the short version of what I'm trying to say is, it's a great company, um, and they make a lot of good products. And I can't wait to see what they do in 2021. So I'm always excited. And thank you very much for joining the chat. And of course, uh, love to have you on the on the channel as well. Um, everybody's saying, Hey man, how you doing? I are, uh, ER, sorry. Uh, Yarik Pivov. I'm not sure what that, what that meant. Okay. Uh, Gergen, hey, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> uh, open, oh, so Xiaomi UK guys are great. Absolutely. I mean, they, they have very nice PR. Their teams are always very nice. And uh, the Xiaomi team here that we work with in the U.S. is very, very, very nice, very friendly. And again, want to say thank you very much to them for hooking it up with the Redmi Note 90. Uh, absolutely, one of the big, the best way to start next year, like between this and the N10 5G from OnePlus or Nord, is they're definitely very, very nice. Uh, let me jump in here real quick. Uh, so Wiley, right now I'm actually running both of these devices. So here, the the full two, and of course the Redmi Note uh, Note 90. I want to be able to do a little bit more more coverage on the Note 90. I, yesterday's video that I pushed out for you guys was mostly just a small bit of what it, what essentially you know the features. So what that initial impressions of it. Uh, but what I want wanted to also say. Uh, <laughs> Um, what I want to, uh, wanted to show you guys was kind of like just the initial uh, impressions of it so that you guys could help me uh, tailor the experience around it. So if you guys like the video, let me know exactly what you'd like me to focus on for the follow-up video on it, be it a camera experience or to just go deep, heavy in into the gaming side, which I feel like for me at that price point, I feel like gaming is going to be the 90%. But as you saw uh, on my Instagram and on Twitter as well, the, the pictures out of the smartphone is actually not bad at all. Um, uh, let's see here. Raj. Okay. So Raj is answering Aditya. Uh, Boris asking, have you ever been uh, to in the Czech Republic? If not, you should go. Uh, it's a wonderful country. So personally, never been in the Czech. I can't say even 100% that I've even transited through when I'm transferring in uh, my travels around across Europe. Uh, but I would definitely love to check, uh, check no pun intended, to, to check out the Czech Republic. Uh, too many ch in the same conversation. Uh, I've heard many, many beautiful things. Uh, in Europe in general, though, seriously, for me, is a, a beautiful uh, continent that has so many different cultures, so many different countries with so many amazing things to offer. Uh, but for one thing, for sure, I do miss going to the UK. I, I want to get my uh, Donner kebab <laughs> fix, which I haven't been able to get here. Uh, we have a few, but they don't usually make, uh, they don't, they're not always in the same uh, experience here. Uh, Greg, as usual, Xiaomi makes great, great devices, of course. Uh, dude, look at that. Aditya jumping back with the salam alaikum. Marhaba, marhaba. Kif halak. 
dude always always love it aditya thank you man look at that uh we're we're jumping in with a whole bunch of different conversations here um jean-jean is saying je ne parle pas l'anglais seulement espagnol et français je suis désolé don't worry uh no need to be sorry uh welcome if you'd like if you have a question you want to put it in french half at it no problem french is definitely appreciated i i typically answer in english regardless of what language comes in mostly because of the audio stream that comes in after so that everybody can... um I so he, this that's a very big question. Um uh Ajihish Ajihish Ajihishek, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Uh Nokia as a company is is a very interesting uh like their 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 approach to to market right now is very hard in the sense uh, it kind of like how LG ignores Europe. If you think about it in the sense uh you know OnePlus is still trying to basically make more of a presence. Pixel line devices that are appreciated and very well uh you know viewed in the Middle East have no presence there. You know, there's not even a good compatibility when it comes to voice over LTE on a Pixel 5 if you buy it and you go down to the Middle East. Uh I'm not sure why Nokia doesn't want to uh, focus on the on the South, uh, you know basically what you're saying here with South Asian market. Um, I hope that they're able to have third-party sellers to bring it in, but I, I feel like it's almost like they're too spread out for their own support. As a company, Nokia is not what we've seen in the past. They're, when it comes to mobile, they're basically improving. They're trying to basically expand, but their popularity and their availability is just not there. But you're right. They should be at least in more of the areas where they do value the price to feature set that Nokia offers. I don't know why they don't have it. It's one of those things I feel like they should have done it and they should be part of the team or part of the conversation in many areas there. Uh, hopefully that, that kind of got you the answer that you're looking for. I think, hold on. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I are yes, the popular Mi Band series. Uh, the Mi Band Five again, one of my favorites. Uh, very nice, very inexpensive, about thirty to thirty-five bucks, and it does a great job. Um, and there's many ways to customize it. Um, Xiaomi has been a blessing uh, for budget uh, in the segment here. Uh, no hate for them, Raj. Absolutely, no, no, dude. I so for from a reference of just looking at what they offer they have a spectrum i mean they cover many many things so again no no harm um i have to tell you uh, one story that I'll, I'll always like to bring back so it wasn't 2020 obviously since we didn't travel but at the end of 2020 2019 i had the opportunity to go to beijing and or sorry to shenzhen and in china and i finally got myself access or we were able to get to um a store in so basically the xiaomi store in a mall in in, in uh, shenzhen and it is absolutely fun to walk into a store that is made by xiaomi no smart well there was a few smartphones around but they had their pc section they had their home uh, 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 services uh, they had their integrated home service everything works great so yeah for sure there's no question big big ups for them uh, of course um so, oh, here's a question from Toto. Um, so I was gifted an iPhone X. So this is the uh, the iPhone 10 uh, from a friend. Uh, changed the battery and still works great, apart from the mediocre camera and the crappy 4G reception. Um, so the good thing is that you did actually fix the problem with the battery because the battery would be the biggest thing that you can do. But there's nothing wrong with an iOS device or an iPhone uh, as long as you're not being throttled once you get to a certain point of the battery age. So I'm with you. I think the iPhone 10 is definitely uh, Apple's first foray into an iPhone with a, a large display of well, basically a 
minimal bezel large display with a notch that basically relied on gestures i think i i, I had a lot of fun using it at the time that i had it and i'm glad they were able to get the battery replaced and everything running great there uh, hopefully you're running the latest version of the software too uh Uh, they can hook it up for me and we'll do some reviews for tk definitely dude we'll have to we'll have to work out some stuff but i'm glad that you're able to get some things too walking out with uh with max um the oh <laughs> must be cold yes uh let's see here da, da, da. greg will definitely be putting a customer i think i think it should just say basically greg which custom rom you're putting on not a question if he's going to it will be it will be but there um I haven't watched the video yet, but I've uh, been at work for the last two days and barely sleep. Dude, honestly, I'm I'm I am very stay safe. Try to take care of yourself, obviously, and try to get some rest. You know, as as things can be very stressful and very uh, very long days and long hours. So I know I I hear you. Um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy with the way things are going right now. Uh, let me see here. So I feel like okay. So if somebody the question would be saying is Apple lacking innovation? Um, that's a true statement for many years now. Uh, Apple's been following up on innovations and basically, I would say, standardizing certain trends as they adopt them to their own system. Uh, I, it's it's hard to say when the time kind of changed, but I feel like you know Jobs had um, had a big influence into the innovation style and what what uh, you know Apple was doing for many years. And we're getting improvements year. Over we're getting optimizations done year over year. The M1 chip now obviously is going to shift things in the in the sense of mobile technology and mobile processing power. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they're not the first. Uh, Qualcomm released their mobile, uh, mobile. Uh, I think was it the Windows uh, uh, the Windows Surface X with their mobile processor last year in 2019. It just hasn't had the the support. But now with Apple releasing their M1 chipset, we're seeing more talk about mobile processors, uh, you know, ARM-based processors specifically uh, to power up your laptops. So they're always on connected. So we'll have to see. Uh, da, da, da. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome to the UK anytime, man. Um, after COVID, of course, uh, we definitely need uh, we we need to arrange a get together. Oh, uh, dude, absolutely, absolutely. It's one of those things I definitely want to check it out, and I want to be able to visit and have fun with it. Um, Sean Pfeiffer with a super chat. Thank you very much, Sean. Always, always appreciated. Uh, TK, enjoy the call, uh, and of course, enjoy the live stream. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you very much sean and and of course thank you for hanging out with us on your saturday morning um always always appreciate it uh <laughs> barbecue at tiki's house after covid we'll have to set it up and if there's enough people dude we have enough parks around my house we'll we'll set up a party we'll have to we'll have to kick it i i, I miss the hangout part of or the camaraderie part of the events uh, if nothing else uh ronaldo will actually uh, rolando will actually say this is, that's the biggest thing about CES. It's not just the tech. It's not just the event. It's not the meetings. Uh, as you see, we can do them online, but it does it really change the experience? Uh, it does. It actually changes it massively because all we're doing is reading information on sheets, and we miss the whole hands-on and hanging out with our friends, and of course, just catching up on how life is. So, if if you, there's one thing to keep in mind that a lot of creators, YouTube creators, or even media they typically sync up at events because that's typically where they see each other. So when you're outside, if you don't really normally have a conversation, it's a little bit harder. And for me, at least 2020, uh, with all of the things that it had to offer, 
um, Juan Carlos and myself got a lot, but you know, we became all, you know, more connected. Obviously we have the show together. Um, Josh and I, Josh, uh, you know, Josh, uh, Quinones, of course. Uh, and of course, uh, Joshua Vergara also, and I became very good, uh, a lot closer. We talked more, we uh, communicate, we're collaborating more. So I felt like that's also a big plus there. We'll have to see how that kind of continues. Um, Jonas, uh, with, uh, green ring. Sorry, so Jonas, sorry. Uh, bought a new Redmi Pro. Oh, so this is the Redmi Pro 9. And feel, uh, okay. And they feel must have, they must have rushed it. The Redmi, uh, okay. The MIUI 12 makes the phone more or less useless. Any thoughts on uh, on how it, okay, how it works on the 9T? So the 9T is a slightly different uh, model than what I have. I have the Note 9T. The reason I say this is the 9T has a, Qualcomm processor, and I think it's a Qualcomm six series processor. On the Note 90, which I, I can exp I can share with you guys. If you guys saw the video yesterday, you see the transitions, the opening, the closing applications. Overall, for the most part, uh, functionally everything works great. MIUI 12 runs very nicely here. Now I'm not running MIUI 12 on Android 11. I'm still Android 10. So from the optimization standpoint, uh, the Dimensity 800U and the four gigs of RAM, and of course everything else that we have in there, it works quite nicely it's pretty decent it's not the fastest chip i'm not going to say that this is going to perform as well as the snapdragon 865 it's an 800 series uh, mediatek processor uh it's definitely gonna the 1000 series uh, but the short version of it for the price point for the features it runs smoothly and it'll do its job right uh, if you have any concerns with memory management or something that is just taking a little bit longer to load closing uh unused application generally fixes the problem and xiaomi has some additional things that they also like to do some auto options to close out apps and so on so for me it actually seems pretty decent it, uh, from the for the user experience at least on the note on the note 90 I can't really speak on the 90 mostly because I don't have access to that one and it is a different chipset it's not the same chipset with a with a, a different configuration so it changes the entire experience so that's that was my only thing I, not that I don't want to answer the question for you let's see what else we have here da, da, da. <laughs> I know, I know. Um is uh give give a guy the, <laughs> give TK a break. Uh let him uh, let him so he doesn't stress out his voice. So I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I'm starting to feel a little bit it's starting there. It's a little bit sitting in the back. Uh, I'm starting to feel it a little, a little bit. It, it's okay. We're hanging. Um, it's uh, oh wow, an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> it's been an hour and forty-eight minutes. I can't believe time flies with these things. Seriously, it's like a time warp. From the moment we start the video to the moment we're almost coming to the end, it's just like always, always, always. But thank you, Jérôme. Always. So uh, speaking of a tongue, so this is one thing I don't know if you guys have ever heard of. So there's a tongue twister that I learned when I was a kid. It was in French. Um, and it's about, um, so in French, I don't know if you guys know, a glass is vert, uh, the color green is vert, and a worm is vert. Um, so there is a tongue twisting, every culture has one. So the English one is called, un vert vert dans un vert vert, mon ami la mila. So it's purely saying a green worm and a green, green glass, and my friend put it over here. So it's very simple, like un vert vert dans un vert vert, mon ami la mila. So we <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So every time I say I get a chance to say French, something like that. Uh, and there's obviously one in Arabic that I know, but it's just that one gets a little bit weird. Um, 
because it, the way it, it's a it's an, a very much of an ethnic thing when I grew up because it talks about my mom and a bathroom and it it, it just sounds wrong it just sounds wrong entirely uh, let me see here I got a notification am I getting packet no I was like it would be funny if we had this again if you guys remember like how a few times in the past we've had live unboxings because I get boxes delivered during the live stream on Saturday so it was definitely very very nice uh, Davin Davis hey look Davin is in the chat welcome back Greg. Uh, oh, so Greg's going to be installing Lineage OS uh, 18.1. Nice. Uh, Gérard Jardin. Uh, oh, there. Hello, David. Hey, man. Guys, always, always. Gérard Jardin, espagnol. Yo soy de francés. So, Gérard Jardin, you speak both French and Spanish. I'm assuming it's Spanish. Um, uh, I, I'm assuming it's uh, a Spaniard, uh, from Spain, Spaniard uh, Spanish, not, uh, U I would say, U.S. Spanish. It's hard to tell. Um Let's see what else here. Uh, oops, I think I'm somebody. Uh, Richard is in the chat. Hey, man. I would big love, TK. Always, always. I appreciate you jumping in, dude. I'm glad you were able to catch the stream. Uh, TK said, We're you know, you guys actually were at we're almost at that right there. I guess you're right. You're right. Let's go ahead and do that because I forgot. Yes, I know. I actually, I know I don't really forget, but um, I love it when you guys bring it up because it just again, the whole you guys always help me uh, and i think this is why uh, i'm always able by the way for reference if there's ever a secret whenever you guys kick up the tk section that's my cue to kind of uh, give it a few minutes and then the show kind of hits that two hour magical mark and you know we'll have to wait another time uh but let's go ahead and do this real quick let's do it live stream uh with being said as we're setting up everything please please make sure to check out across the podcast with sam and matt last week if you guys get a chance to catch up last week's conversation they had isa and josh vergara on on the show and that was just a bomb show it was a lot of fun to hear so let's go ahead and do this uh i think i have matt matt in there and he's gonna kick us off let's do one two three and now whoa wait there <laughs> always 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 uh Raj, yeah, um, I I'm starting to feel it again, and uh, but I didn't want to skip it. Uh, my son this morning woke uh, when we woke up and he like, asked me what time you're doing the live stream, and I told him we we're going to do the live stream. He said, "Yeah, because everybody's waiting." I said, "Absolutely, that's exactly what it is." Uh, so with that being said, uh, Matt Tyler, always always thank you very much. Hashtag TKception TKR Bay, uh, Chemi, of course TK TKception always a buddy of mine Chemi and i go well we've known each other for many years but we, we go back all the way also to hanging out in germany during one of the launch events uh the tk just rap <laughs> a little bit in french yes uh this uh, this is the the new show that's going to come later on uh always always friends uh everybody hanging out with us here of course uh scott definitely so if you guys want to see a, so here if, if nothing else just look at the stream and look at Scott's thumbnail. He definitely wins. So his is a reverse of mine. So he's on more the white on the inside as opposed to the other. So if I have to change mine to Santa Claus, we'll have to talk to Scott too. Um, tomorrow, Sam and I will be chatting with Cliff Thomas. Uh, will not be there. Uh, oh, okay. So Sam is going to be running the show, and it seems like Matt is not going to be there. Unfortunately, he's taking a little bit of break. There's a lot of things going on. So with that being said, always, always... Uh, OBS does it. I know. So, okay. Uh, let me jump out of this one real quick. Let me see. Is there anybody else who's in there? Okay, good. Uh, I, I realize OBS does the same con uh, the same approach. I just, I like doing it here in StreamYard mostly because of the way it's set up. Um, I am considering looking to live streams or stream uh, as opposed to just using StreamYard. I'm, I'm debating uh, trying to be a little bit more mobile. 
Um, a little bit of a teaser. Just want to give you guys a heads up. There's a really good chance that my live stream next week will be, even though maybe set up in the office, but I'm going to have a mobile part of it. I'm trying to make a live stream set um, to be able to basically live stream from my phone directly to you guys on live stream. Because if I'm ever able to do like a show, if I'm traveling somewhere and I'm not home, I need to have my system to uh, actually support uh, portability. So that's going to be a big thing. So next Saturday, look forward to seeing a more of a live stream. It may even be outdoors. I'm not sure if I if I end up getting the um, the the setup correctly, where I'm able to actually have a cut the few pieces that I need together in the right form. So we'll have to see. Uh, let's see here, international <laughs> international TK. Uh, but definitely keep it keep it there. Check it out tomorrow for across the podcast. So Sam's going to be running the show, and of course uh, Matt will be returning hopefully in the near future. But of course, thank you very much to everybody, to Chemi, to Greg, to Raj. Uh, thank you for hanging out with me, uh, Mr. Comer, Aditya, of course. Thank you, IR1980, Scott, uh, Greg, uh, everybody else, and even hanging out with us all day long. Uh, some of our new friends, new people checking out the show. Uh, and of course, let me know in the comments, what do you guys think? If you guys want to catch the show a little bit after. Um, what do you guys think of the Redmi Note 9T? Is this the phone that actually is surprising you that it uh, comes out at the beginning of 2021? And it's actually pretty decent for the price point and the set, the feature set that we get with it. And it's not running a Qualcomm. So it kind of echoing what Juan Carlos did on Monday. And he asked, you know, everybody's like, hey, what do you have um, as far as a processor? Because Qualcomm is a big dominant power in the mobile processing. There's no question about it. But it is not the only solution. And I feel like MediaTek is doing a really good job bringing in uh, bringing in their chipset uh, basically prowess uh, to a better uh, set of audiences. Keep in mind, MediaTek has been around for a long time. And if you have any smart device, chances are you're running a media chip in there and you just don't know. So either way, uh, oh, Raj, thank you. Thank you very much. And of course, thank you to everybody else for hanging out with us. Uh, be kind, be, be, be the best that you can be. And of course, at foremost, first and foremost, be safe. Uh, if you can call a friend, call a family member, you haven't had a chance to talk to or message them. I can tell you right now, hearing from people that you knew that you love and like from them, you haven't heard from some for, from them for a while is always a blessing. And it'll make you feel better and it'll make them feel better. So, uh, with that, I'm going to end the actual so, show. Um, again, thank you to everybody. And if I got to mention your name, I do apologize, but you know you're always in my heart. And of course, uh, let's hope for 2021 to be better than what we've had in the past. And for everything that's going on this week to just end and, and for us to look forward. Because I think I think we really need to leave what 2020 had and whatever that's seeping over to the beginning of 2021 is doing to us. Um, but definitely very much. Oh, and check out uh, if you guys are interested in modding and, and uh, modifying ROMs on your PC. I'm uh, sorry, PC, on your phone. Greg's going to start doing some coverage. And of course, uh, the Lenovo Duet Chromebook but was also a MediaTek processor. Absolutely. Yes. And actually, I have a Duet uh, from them, IdeaPad, I think, from, from MediaTek. So uh, with that being said, again, take care. Be safe. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, again, tomorrow for uh, Across the Podcast. Monday for uh, obviously Juan Carlos's normal show will be in the comments there. And of course, hopefully next Thursday with another one of your best of the week. I'll see you guys then. Bye-bye, everybody.